Welcome to Empower Your Marketing, a show dedicated to helping women rewrite the rules of what it means to be a female entrepreneur in today's digital world. Discover the strategies successful women entrepreneurs use to create, build, and scale their online empires. And go behind the scenes of profitable, purpose-driven brands to learn the secrets of standing out in the sea of online sameness. Now your host, Stephanie Jarosh. Hey everyone, welcome to Empower Your Marketing. I am your host, Stephanie Drosh. This is episode number 20, and I'm thrilled to have you with me today. Today, we're going behind the scenes and taking a look at what it really costs to build a six-figure business. So you might dream of a six-figure business launch or offering that finally gets you out of the red and into a financially profitable position. You hear all these entrepreneurs talking about their six-figure businesses and wonder, why not me? Thing is, there's a lot to the six-figure business that is anything but accurate. In fact, most people don't realize how easy it is for a business to claim they are six-figure generators and the actual expenses required to reach the six-figure mark. Today, I'm pulling back the curtain and sharing some interesting insights into the six-figure hyperbole that plagues the internet these days. Then I'll share with you the real numbers and what it takes to make six figures in today's digital world. So let's jump in. Did you know 75% of women entrepreneurs generate less than 50,000 in annual revenue? According to the U.S. Chamber of Commerce Center for Women in Business, only one in eight women entrepreneurs generate more than 100,000 USD per year, which means claiming the six-figure title isn't as easy or common as it's made out to be. But that also means that women aren't making nearly as much as they should be. So if women aren't making the money they desire, how can so many claim they are six-figure businesses? The truth is that many women can make six figures over the course of their business lifetime, but that doesn't mean they're making that amount of money yearly. So let's jump into the detailed costs of a six-figure business. Let's say Sally Mae has just shared she did a six-figure launch or year on Facebook, and you think, oh my gosh, she must be rolling in the dough. Lucky her. Well, before you jump to the conclusion that Sally Mae has pocketed that cash and set sail for Aruba, let's break down the cost of what it actually took to make that money and how much lands in her bank account post-launch. So I want to start out with how to calculate your business profit. This is one of the most important factors. Expenses, operating costs, financing, your business profit is far from your gross income. While you may have generated a certain amount in sales, your business profit must take into account your expenses. Expenses include things like website hosting, paying your virtual assistant, marketing costs, office rent, your internet bill, and basically any other regularly scheduled payment that helps run your business or launch your product. And for the sake of this episode, I'm not going to go too in-depth when it comes to operating costs versus expenses, but just note that costs are often fixed while expenses occur at regular intervals. Most digital businesses have more expenses than costs, but this is a generalization and you should assess your costs and expenses with a certified tax professional or accountant. Okay, let's not forget financing. If you've taken loans, owe interest, or have investors, you'll need to include the financing fees and payments as an expense. 
So let's say Sally Mae makes 112,401 US dollars on her last course launch. She's giddy and excited to share that with her Facebook friends or boss babe masterminds. What she might not be sharing though is her business profit. That's the gross income minus those expenses. So for a typical digital business, average expenses can break down something like this. You've got a virtual assistant, maybe part-time 10 hours a week at, let's say, $15 an hour. You've got a website hosting maintenance fee. You, about probably, what, maybe $40 a month. You've got a course platform hosting site, like maybe a Kajabi, which is anywhere between $100 and $140 per month when you're just starting out. You've got Canva. Let's say you're using the business edition, right? So it's $10 a month. You're using Fiverr. So you hired someone to do maybe a new opt-in for you or course PDFs. You've got Facebook ads. So that can run anywhere from a couple hundred dollars up to five, maybe even six figures. Facebook ads manager, at a minimum, they're probably about $1,000 a month. A business coach or how-to course. Now, let's say that you're working with someone one-on-one or a mastermind that you pay monthly or a course that you bought in order to learn how to create whatever it is that you sold. That could be anywhere between $500 a month to $1,000 to $2,000, even more. Let's say you hired a copywriter. You needed that sales page jazzed up or you needed that opt-in better. And on the low end of the spectrum, that's probably around dollars 4,600 minimum per month that you're paying out. Now, most of these costs are ongoing and don't include web developers, time spent creating the course, ongoing masterminds or business events, networking opportunities, expenses related to email servers or customer service, or even services such as like lead pages or deadline funnel. I'm gonna give you a little inside secret. I know more than one seven-figure entrepreneur who pays well into the six figures for not only team support, but also Facebook ads and website developers. The more money you make oftentimes means the more money you spend, or should I say reinvest in your business. So keep that in mind. Okay, so we've gone through expenses, business profit, and we're understanding that maybe the gross income is sounds really great, but the business profit might actually be something different. So let's jump into taxes. Depending on your business's legal structure, you'll either be paying quarterly or yearly taxes based on your income. Now you're gonna wanna speak with a tax professional if you have any questions on when you should be paying taxes for your business. On average, you should expect to put aside 20 to 25% of your earnings per month for your taxes. In Sally Mae's case, that's about $28,000 for total income earned, not after expenses. Now. You've put aside taxes, you've paid your expenses, but what about investing in your business and paying yourself? Next, you'll want to consider your personal salary versus reinvesting in your business. While it might seem tempting to pocket the remaining cash, it's not the smartest choice. Most business owners understand that the majority of the money they make will need to be reinvested in the business. Whether that's for ongoing support, maybe adding more hours for your VA or your monthly expenses, or for your next launch, so you want to do an increased Facebook ad spend, you want to hire a project manager or a business coach, or reinvesting in your business. So it will take a bulk of the money left over. Well, what about paying for yourself, though? You'll want to accept a modest personal income that can support your monthly bills and lifestyles. So the moral of the story is you got to pay to play. Six-figure success 
is attainable. And with more smart, ambitious women starting digital businesses every day, I have no doubt women will reach that six-figure yearly mark more than ever. But in order to do so, they'll need to invest in their business. And while money can be tight, especially those first few years, knowing your money is going toward growing your business is the smartest decision you could make. Listen, if you're just getting started with brand stories and communicating what it is you do to the world, make sure you check out the Brand Story Blueprint, a super special guide that I've created just for you. You can grab the link in the show notes and download it today. It'll walk you through the four core main components of a standout story. It'll walk you through what I call the brand mantra. It'll help you define and better target your ideal audience. And then it'll really give you a sense of what is the story that I am expressing to the world and what audience wants to hear it. So make sure you go download that, check it out. And I'd love to hear how the guide helps you tell a better brand story. Until next time, see you soon. Like what you hear? Click subscribe and leave a review. Then join Stephanie each week as she takes on the many questions women have about building an online business.